Hey there, welcome to Walking Alongside Perspectives, a combination of short monopods as well as some conversations with cool folks covering various topics based on what is going on in the world, focusing on the broader theme of perspectives. As Friedrich Nietzsche said, there are no facts, only interpretations. So let's get into it with this episode. Thanks for being here. So two times lucky, a second conversation. And I have to preface this with how this conversation all came together. And it was a while back now, but I was doing one of my daily dog walks with Luna and I ran into someone from the neighborhood who was just coming back from a run. The weather was goodish, warm enough for a light jacket, but kind of cool for shorts unless you're out pounding the trails, which she was. So I asked as we were walking in the direction of her house, whether she was preparing for any races this upcoming summer, to which she replied that she had just done a 50K race the previous month, was training for a 50K race in June, a 100 mile race in July, and another 110K race in August. My first thoughts were, that sounds incredibly gross. But I asked her, so when you're out there, do you just go into some sort of meditative Zen state or something? To which she replied that she actually went through the whole gamut of emotions, anger, resentment, despair, elation, sorrow, the whole nine yards. I thought that was so fascinating that I asked a friend of mine who did Ironman professionally for years whether he had had the same experience. And so without further ado, I'd like to introduce Jeremy Parasini, who was a pro Ironman competitor. How long ago and for how many years, Jeremy? Oh, God. Before it really became the multi-legged creature that Ironman is today, I was... I, I was second runner-up at the National Long Course Championships in 2000 and... It was either 2007 or 2008. I kind of lose track of which. And the last Ironman that did me was 2010 Ironman Canada. I did my first Ironman in 2001. Okay, so a while ago, but still, you were sort of on the cusp of the thing that has now become this this beast, as you say. That still I recognize sounds... it, yeah. <laughs> it sounds still, even having not done it, but having seen people and known people beyond yourself who have, it is still, to me, insane. So thank you for talking to me about this today. So let's go into that space. When you were in the moment, let's call it, what were all the things you were feeling, the thoughts you were having? Did it run the gamut, as this other person said, or was it date, event, or mood specific? It's event specific, definitely. There's a difference between doing a half Ironman, let's say a four and a half hour deal, and an Ironman that's nine to 10. That's a difference. It's, it's more than just twice as hard. That's a difference in intensity, scope, quite a lot. Uh, and then it's, of course, event specific, you know, because there's different, you know, there's Hawaii Ironman, for example, with the ordeal that that presents. And then there's Ironman Canada, and that's slightly different. But also because, you know, sometimes you have a bad race and sometimes you don't. And then time specific, I suppose, because, you know, if you're doing an Ironman, if you're doing any event for that matter in the late summer, you can expect that to be hotter than at other points in the year. So it goes for marathons too. So I'd say yes, yes to all. So pick, if you can, the race that you remember most fondly, perhaps. So what was it about that race that makes you remember it fondly? Was it because everything was coming together or that it just felt like this was kind of going to be one of your better events? Like, did you feel anger? Did you feel resentment? Were you feeling elation? Could you see the finish line? And, and were you thinking to yourself, yes, I've almost done it? Or but like, what were some of the highs and lows, as it were, as you pound out, cycle through and avoid getting kicked in the face during the swim? Well, I know that was the wrong order, but you know what I mean? I could think of, you know, I, I won a few half Ironman races. And I remember those 
being very, very intense and brief. And I knew that I was capable of winning that race as it was happening. And that was thrilling. That was a feeling like, like watching my own personal history in the making second by second. It was, it was very unique. Obviously, it was, it was very thrilling, very good. But, you know, I had somebody tell me when I first started getting into Ironman, this person was a veteran at, the, at this point, and I was a university student. And this person said, you know, Jeremy, it's, she said she didn't remember the finish line as much as she remembered the train. And that I, I might understand that once I do this. And now I think I definitely know what she meant by that. So then if you ask me what my most memorable Ironman experience is, it's a tough call. It could be Hawaii Ironman in 2003, not because I meddled or anything in that. I did well, but because it was so extraordinary a challenge, I think it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Well, firstly, like I didn't know I was going to get into that Ironman. I wasn't planning to. It's an event you only qualify to get into. I think it's still that way. I qualified for this race in late August, not intending to, and therefore thinking, oh, well, I'm going to rest in the month of September. And instead that turned into, no, you're going to actually train for another Ironman. And you're going to do it during the fall when it's a little bit colder and the sun isn't out as long. And so you're going to have to do this training in the dark. And it was my last year of university and the hardest year. And then I was working. It was what I'm trying to say is I wasn't sure if I could do it. I knew I had, I think, four weeks of training to get through. And it was just day by day. And I don't know. I think it's possible that it's the biggest challenge I've ever risen up to. It could have been, I don't know, would you call that the time of your life? The single most arduous ordeal you've ever been through? Is it? Is that the right description for it? I, I don't know. I would probably go with no, but I mean, I have also not subjected myself to anything that difficult. So I think that just overcoming of that and how monumental that must be, but that's what I mean. So you know that there's this hugely challenging thing ahead of you. All of the fates are conspiring against you in terms of the timing, the amount of time you had, the fact that you were in school, all of those things, mm -hmm. short window of training, but you had been doing it. Here's what I'm trying to get at. So we were just at the Mountain Ram event for work. And it's, if people don't know, it's this sort of also hyper ultra endurance event where you have to do a 29 kilometer rucksack march, a 3.2 kilometer canoe portage, an 11.2 kilometer canoe paddle, ending with another 4.8 kilometer rucksack march, which many people do as a sprint. So that's what that looks like. And we were at a booth near the finish line and we were watching as the people that were doing it were finishing the race with varying levels of obvious physical discomfort. But there were also a variety of emotions that were pretty evident on their faces as well. So some people, they knew that they were winning and so their spouse was there with their children. There was other people that I think that they were just amazed that they made it. So there was pride, elation, relief, exhaustion. Like, did you feel those things at different points or, you know, or can you even differentiate between how you were feeling on your like really long training days, knowing that there was no, there was no carrot at the end of this, other than that you would have completed training, as opposed to the day that you cross that finish line, whether it's for each leg of Ironman or just the very final part of it. And now you're done. Like now you can say, this is my time. This is what it was all for. You know, how do all of those things play out in your mind and how do they compare to one another? Well, I'll try to follow. I mean, 
Yeah, of course. When you finish the event, especially if it's Iron Man, then merely in the finishing of the event, there's such physical relief, depending on how strong you are on that day. So, I mean, I've done, I don't know, maybe one or two Ironmans where I didn't feel so wasted physically at the end, but that's far and away the minority. And in fact, at that level of endurance, it's an intensity of torture that words fail to describe and even memory fails to capture. You only remember, the the only thing I can remember telling myself, Jeremy, you will never remember how painful this is. Like it just takes doing it. So obviously when, when that, when that pain's over, then that's great. (laughs) Now, but that's the obvious answer to the question. I mean, maybe what's less obvious, but more important would be, I guess that this subject interests you at all. Like if you enjoy listening to people talk about this type of subject, you should go and see an Iron Man. Because I just think it takes witnessing, just spectating even, not even necessarily doing it to understand that you can barely describe just how, how long the distance is that we're talking about in time and in physical distance. It's just so extraordinary. So when you get to the end of that journey, before you even get to that end, as it's approaching, I don't know, I guess it sounds cliche to call that magical, but I will say that the drive to get to that stage of Ironman in a successful position, successful relative to my personal goals and competitive goals, the ambition to to accomplish that was very intense. That drove my life for probably eight years, maybe nine day in and day out. So that was your life, right? Like for for these people that we were watching the other day, it was just a thing that they did. The reason I asked the person in the neighborhood, whether they go into a sort of meditative Zen state or something is because I have to believe that at some point it becomes very much a rhythmic, put one foot in front of the other, just becomes this mechanical, almost pedantic, but rhythmic kind of thing that keeps you going. So you don't have to mile mark. You can just say, it doesn't really matter how far I have to go. I just need to keep going. I need to keep, is there something happening that is beyond the training that is either fueling you or that you're just experiencing in that moment that is saying, I can do this. I've trained for this. This is, yes, it's uncomfortable. It's not pleasant, but I knew that going in and I'm doing really well based on, you know, some other metrics that maybe have nothing to do with emotion. I don't know. That very infrequently happened during the important parts of Ironman, during the marathon component of Ironman, which is the last of the three components. I suppose in Hawaii, I I think the first 10K of my Hawaii Ironman marathon, painful. The second 10K, worst. The third of the 10K is the worst of all. And then I had a great, my last 10K was good. So something really did kick in in that last 10K. I think it was a combination of the physical with the mental. At that point, I guess something did start moving inside me, right? But that that was an exceptional experience. I've had that happen more in um, in smaller races, in half Ironman, in marathons too. I definitely had that experience in a marathon. I won a marathon once outright. And again, my last probably 5K was my fastest. I mean, even though I did feel fatigued physically, it was, it was a weird feeling of fatigue because it was true fatigue. There was really just no more 
I guess, work to be done by the muscle. I could, I could just feel that like the muscle itself just can't do any more work, but I wished it could. And if it could, I, I would will it to do that. And it was just extraordinary. It was an extraordinary um, momentum I felt there. But to end off where I began, yeah, Iron Man. I, I don't mean to make it sound just like a terrible ordeal. It's, it wasn't. I'm so glad I did it. But more often, the experience, even when I did a, an Iron Man that others considered was good, yeah, almost all of the marathon was well. If you're going kilometer by kilometer, you're 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 good. Sometimes it's just like a quarter of a kilometer by a quarter of a kilometer. And in the worst case, and I've had this experience, it's just step by step and just every step hurts. And you don't know if you've got one more in you. It's capable of being that hard. And that's kind of no, what I thought was watching these guys come and gals, just watching them for the last, I don't know, maybe 500 meters. And you could see some of them, they were walking and then they kind of got around the corner where they could see that people were gathering to cheer them on. And then they would start running. And I don't know that I would be capable of once I had stopped running, that I would be able to restart running to be able to come through that finish gate at a run. Like I just think where you're digging deep in that moment to propel yourself over that finish line. And you could see that some of them needed to almost be caught by the people that were there to take the rucksacks off them. Like the physicality, that fatigue that you're describing, I think it was both physical and mental because the other thing we heard and this is to me truly mind-blowing, is one of the other people we heard from another staff on site was there was people who said that they had decided to do this two weeks prior to the event. Oh. I know. I don't know how many of them <clears throat> finished because there is a cutoff, right? As I think there is also in, in Ironman, where if you don't make it at a certain point, then you just yeah. you are deemed to have not finished. But in those moments of despair or resentment, when you didn't do the training and now you're putting your body through this, like, it's got to be even more of a mental game at this stage, I would have to assume, right? Because you can you well, can push your body, but I mean, your mind has to be saying, yes, keep going. Well, I'm not going to disagree, but, or at least not entirely disagree, but Iron Man is something that can't be faked. So I've had the experience of failing at an Iron Man. Now, once I failed, because I, I was sick with a like a virus, right? But the other more interesting of the two times I failed, even though I made it to the end, was when I failed because I had pushed myself too far and I hadn't done the training that was necessary to race at the pace that I was trying to. And so I stopped running at mile nine. And you mentioned this a minute ago is, is this, oh, you know, how could you ever stop running and then start running again? I will tell you that my experience was that, yeah, you didn't want to stop running because if you did, I always felt like if I stopped running, I don't know if I could do it again. Well, so this time when I stopped running at mile nine, I pretty much, I couldn't not, my body had failed. And that was really terrible, <laughs> physically and mentally. I then walked for 10 miles, I think. No, 13 miles. I walked for 13 miles. Yeah. And then I ran my last three and that race changed my life in actually good ways. But yeah, at the risk of rambling, you know, cause you had started out by saying that the mind has to be willing and so does the body. And I feel like saying that it's possible to go long enough in distance and time so that it is the body trailing behind the mind. <laughs> I've crossed that. And you, you, you want to stay on, on the right side of that line. But, you know, the closer you get to that line, the closer you get to your true potential. So 
it's tricky. Yeah, I think to, that would be putting it mildly, but <laughs> in those moments, I mean, you walked for, what did you say, 16 miles and then you no, carried 13. on 13 miles and then carried on running, right? Yeah. Like that, yeah. that still takes some doing. Like, I mean, you didn't get to stop at mile nine and say, okay, well, I'm just not going to do this. You kept going. You, you may not have yeah. been running, whatever the case might've been leading up to that too fast of a pace, inadequate training, not the right day, but you still started running again which I just find so remarkable. There's so much time. It takes about two hours. In fact, it takes over two hours to walk 13 miles. And I was dry heaving as I was walking. So between two and three hours. And so there's enough time for some physical recuperation to occur. And it did. I was physically stronger at mile 22 than I was at mile nine. I will admit that it was more than just that operating. I was starting to get upset. I needed actually this to be done with. Like the miles were just going by so slow. I was sick of that. So yeah, that, I mean, that's a fairly motivating emotion, really, right? So yeah. I, I'm going to say that in terms of the roller coaster of emotions that a person would experience, I think that the only real true answer is to say that it's largely individual, right? It's going to depend on so many things how well you've prepared, how much you're actually enjoying the challenge generally writ large. And in that particular moment, what the headspace is that you're in on that day, or even in that moment, or what is transpiring from moment to moment. Like, I think that the amount of psychological stuff, for lack of a better or more scientific word, that is got to be going on at that time, I think it's, I don't even know if it's describable, truly. Would you say to people, who are listening to this perhaps, or maybe just in general, and they're considering, I want to bucket list something. I want to do a marathon. I want to do a, an Olympic triathlon. I want to do the full-on Ironman. Like, what would you tell them in terms of not the training and preparation, but like what they can expect in that process? Because I'm going to hope as a health promoter, that that there is a process, that there is some training, that they're talking to people, that they're doing all the right things. What would you say to them to expect in that process? I'll tell you what comes to mind is telling that person, I would tell you that if you do this right, if you do this properly, you will look back in hindsight and you will value the process as much as the outcome. It might take considerable hindsight for you to see that for what it is, but eventually that will occur. The process will be, should be so challenging. It was for me, I'll just say it for myself. Like that is why my individual Hawaii Ironman experience was so enriching of my life. It was the four or five weeks leading up to it so much more than the roughly 10 hours of the event. And the 10 hours of the event were extraordinary, but it was only 10 hours. So it's, it's kind of strange because you think of training as something that is instrumental and is not a goal in and of itself. And strictly speaking, it isn't. But, you know, that's where your life can change for the better. I guess, you know, if you have a knack for it, that is eventually what you'll, what you'll experience. I mean, I've discovered over the fullness of time that I'm somebody... Like, it just makes sense to, for me to live my life. This is what physical activity means to me. Like, you swim a bit, you bike a bit, you run a bit. I think I would have stumbled and drifted into this type of physical activity, even if triathlon didn't exist as an institution. It's a great way to live your life. 
Isn't that really what you want? Like when you think of like the goal of like most people say, well, like for non-vocational reasons, well, I want to run a 10K. Really, like I think what most people really mean by that is is they mean I want to be the kind of person that runs 10Ks. I want that habit. Isn't that really what most people mean? Yeah, I think that that was kind of where I was hearing you go with that is that it's not about the end game per se. It's about becoming that That type of person. Yeah. And that becoming your life. That's how you live your life. That's how you do whatever. Yeah. And to, to be able to say that you did that, I think that there's something really kind of amazing about that. Even if you only did it once, even if you only became that person once. Or for a brief period of time. Yeah. Maybe that's, and sometimes life happens that way for one reason or another. You can't live for very long with that as your norm anyway. I don't know. I, I feel like we might have given short shrift to just how brief. I mean, an Ironman is pretty long. For that matter, so is a marathon. But the finish line is such a brief instant. Mm-hmm. I mean, try, I mean, I do remember winning this marathon or that half Ironman. And I remember some finish lines of Ironman. And the finish line at Ironman Canada was was like pretty long and drawn out as finish lines go. Like back when I was doing it, there was roughly two kilometers westward and then two kilometers eastward, or maybe it was north and south. I think it was east-west. Anyway, so, you know, you'd like see the finish line, you turn left, you'd run two kilometers westward, and then you turn around, you're two kilometers eastward. This is all sort of like in the finish line zone. And, and it's very intense. And and there's all kinds of partying taking place. And even that was only 10 minutes, maybe, or maybe 15 of my Ironman experience. And of which I think, I think only about two minutes were memorable to the extent I still remember it. You just, it's not enough. That is just not enough. Uh, that is not what motivated me to pull off my best Ironman. You know what motivated me every day to pull off the training that was necessary to accomplish that Ironman? was remembering how I felt during that 13-mile walk in that one Ironman and how motivated I was to get back to that ground, that course, those hills, that pavement, and run that pavement the next time. Wow. Yeah. That I remembered. I think I think what I'm hearing, if I'm interpreting it correctly, is that it's not really about the destination. As in life, it's not about the destination, it's the journey. And on that journey, there are going to be all kinds of things that you're experiencing. Ups, downs, highs, lows, remorse, regret, joy, pride, sorrow, everything. And I think that we need to embrace all of that when it happens, because it's not about the destination. And I, I love that. Like, I love that. Yeah, and it's so weird, by the way. I, I, I couldn't basically put it better, but I'll just, well, I'll just sort of be honest. Like, even though that's philosophically so true and important, you still do need to be very outcome-oriented to make it through Ironman. Because if you're not, you might not make it at all, and you will not tap anything close to your potential. Like, you do need to be objectively focused on the outcome, on the achievement goals, in spite of everything we just emphasized so it's this <laughs> no, it's, it's very it's uh, complicated schizophrenic, you know and it's complicated i know which is why i i love talking to you so <laughs> thank you jeremy as always 
it is fun talking to you. And I think that while I may now have a slightly better appreciation of what goes on during something like an Iron Man or a death race, it absolutely still does not make me want to sign up. But I have learned that I need to appreciate everything that's going on in my life as part of the journey today, tomorrow, and the next day. And I have nothing but admiration for the people that do take something like this on, oftentimes more than once, you in that camp also, to recognize that it's sometimes it's a bit of both, right? It's about the journey, but it's about having the determination to get to that finish point, even though that is but a point on a bigger journey. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you have ideas for a topic or even better, a perspective to share, I would love to hear them and share them, ideally in a conversation with you. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and throw a comment my way or share with friends. For better or for worse, we're all in this together. We have exactly one world to share, so let's make it the best one it can be. Until next time, take good care. Ciao for now.